Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Keisha Rivers. She's from Charlotte in North Carolina. Welcome, Keisha. Thank you for having me. I'm pleased to have you around, and I'm pleased to be able to discuss with you about public speaking for women. And let's just start with what is your work or business? What do you do? Well, I am uh, officially a chief outcome facilitator. Wow, that's an interesting <laughs> title. Uh, which is actually interesting because I um, I was known as a consultant for a number of years. I was known as a strategist for a number of years. There are a lot of people that called me a coach, which I am not a coach. Um, but chief outcome facilitator fits because my goal is working with clients to get them to what their outcome is. And that's I, very nice. Right, and I prefer the process of facilitating that as opposed to you know, bossing them around or doing it for them, <laughs> which is a good thing. And another question for you, even though I, I have my own opinion, but I need to ask you, do, would you consider yourself a shy or outspoken person? I'm a little of both. Nice. Okay. And, um, and it's interesting because when I am in an environment that I am passionate about or I'm, or I'm speaking to a group or I'm leading a, a, um, a session or facilitating, then I'm very outspoken. Um, but I am the type of person that when I come into new situations, I tend to observe first. So I'm, I can be rather shy. Um, but if I'm, if I'm on one of my soapbox issues, as I call it, or if I'm in work okay. mode, then there is no passive to my aggressive at all. It's just wow. right there. <laughs> well, and what resonates with me is like you mentioned, when you're in your passion zone, let's call it this mm -hmm. way, that's when you just kind of develop and you forget about being a little bit shy. Oh, yeah. And I really like that because I think people will probably relate to that. I can probably many people can relate to that. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned it. And when was the first time that you were asked to speak in public? You know, it's actually interesting because I, I remember second grade. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> when we, uh, there was this, this uh, gifted, and, uh, gifted and talented class that they were pulling me out of uh, my regular class to go and, and take part in. And we used to do all of these independent study projects, which was my first time doing that kind of thing. And there was this thing with my school where, they would have a, um, a student read the lunch menus for the week. You know, you give the weather report and you do okay. the lunch menus. This is a big deal back then. And I'm dating myself considerably by mentioning <laughs> that. Um, but it, that was my first time. And, and it was awesome because I guess I didn't realize that I was on a live news broadcast with my very first public speaking. Um, but that's interesting. Second grade and live news broadcast. Second, yes. So 
So it was a live news broadcast. And I thought it was fascinating because that was the first time I heard about the, you know, I saw the green screen and all of that kind of stuff in action. So they had me sit at the desk with the, um, with the weather guy. And he's like, you know, Hey, we have Keisha from, you know, now my elementary school and she's going to tell us about the weather and what you can expect for lunch this week. And so I was talking to him and, and I'm, you know, on this live <laughs> news broadcast, the whole city. <laughs> and how was it? How was that first experience? Even though, like you say, it's second grade, but it still is your first time. It was actually awesome because I just looked at it as having a conversation okay. with him. And I didn't focus on the audience. And even now, if I have to do a TV segment or, you know, any type of interview, I am completely nonplussed. Um, I'm not nervous at all. It doesn't bother me because I was like, yeah, shoot, I was seven years old and I was on TV. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was great because my first introduction to speaking in public was more along the lines of having a conversation with someone. So now okay. whenever I'm doing any type of speaking, I just look at it as I'm having a conversation with a person. So whether it's five people, one person or five people or you know, 350 or a thousand or whatever it is, I just approach it as I'm having a conversation. That is such an important takeaway. Just remembering we're having a conversation, whoever the group is, how big it is. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, since you start so early in your life, mm -hmm. did you have any, well, would we say bad experience or not so pleasant experiences when you were in, in front of a group? So the only times that I didn't have not so good experiences was when I ended up being in my head, as I call it, more so than being in the moment. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is if you're having a conversation and you're making it about you interacting with the people that you're, you know, in the room with, that's one thing. But if we get into that part where we're in our heads and we're so busy thinking about what we're saying and how we're coming across and what we look like, and should we have worn those shoes? And is my dress too short? And oh my oh, gosh, wow. they're not responding to me and they're not laughing and they're not saying anything. And are they getting this? And then you <laughs> freeze because you're having this entire internal dialogue and you're so busy talking to yourself that you stop talking to the people in front of you. And I guess that's probably what you learn the few times that you, like you say, you weren't present in the moment and you mm -hmm. started overthinking about you. I call it the, the me factor. We're fo mm -hmm. focusing on ourselves. Any other things you think people should learn about not so pleasant experiences that they would have during their lives? Well, I think mainly, in, in, and this was something that I, I made a shift and it was a, a buddy of mine, um, And he said that a lot of times when things happen that are not so pleasant, people ask, why me? That's and, true. and one of the things that I really started doing is, um, because I've had my share of not so pleasant things that have happened to me in my life, I look at it as, what am I learning from this? Mm -hmm. And what can I take away from this? So instead of looking at it as a situation where it could potentially cripple me and I'm like, okay, you know what? That was horrible. I am never doing that again. <laughs> instead, I look at it and say, you know what? What is it that I could learn from this? You know, how can I be better? What was it that I wasn't prepared for? Or, you know, what is it that it's causing me to get out of my comfort zone with? Because a lot of times when we get really good at something, True. we get comfortable. And anything that comes that shoves us out of that comfort zone a little bit, we're kind of 
you know, scratching and clawing to get back in. Here's my circle. What are you doing? <laughs> get me out of here. You're pushing me out of there. That's right. uncomfortable. <laughs> right. And, and it was interesting because I, I recently had an opportunity to do a, um, a video conference call with a group in Pakistan. Oh, and wow. I do not speak the language. I didn't even know what language they spoke. Um, I was coming in and it was supposed to be like a 30 minute deal altogether. Okay. And I was coming in just to give maybe three to five short tips on this topic. That was it. And I'd never done it before. I didn't know what to expect. It was kind of, they, they contacted me on Wednesday and asked me if I could do it on Saturday morning. And, okay. and that was so, kind of quick turnaround. Right. And, and, and so when, you know, and they said, oh yeah, they'll, they'll call you via, you know, video chat on Facebook and I'm like, okay, so I'm, you know, connecting with the person. And so they messaged me and say, okay, you know, it's six 30 in the morning here, <laughs> which is not my ultimate, that's not my good zone. And so, you know, I get on the call and he turns the phone around and he has everybody wave to me and introduces me. And then he turns the phone back around cause he's the interpreter. And for the rest of the time I'm talking to him. Oh. But I'm having to talk in a way where I'll say a sentence and then I have to wait for him to translate it. So you, so, well, probably gives you time to think, but could but open that's the a bad thing. overthink. <laughs> that's a bad thing. <laughs> because normally, you know, all of the things that they tell you about speaking where you want to, you know, have eye contact with your audience yes. and you want to, you know, exude energy so that, you know, even if it's a situation where you don't have the language um, mm -hmm. in common, people can gauge from my, my facial expressions and my, my mannerisms and, you know, this, the tone of my voice and, and everything else, they can get a lot of meaning from me, but I wasn't Absolutely. able to do any of that because all I could see was him and I'm, and he's like, just monotone, like right there, just say it. And I'm just like, okay, he's tripping out the old you thing. Yes, <laughs> <of> <laughs> So, and then oh, afterwards, he, then afterwards he turns the, the video, you know, the phone back around and everybody's waving like, thank you. And I was just like, thank you for what, did you get anything out of that? Was that good? Was it <laughs> So yeah, that was, that was definitely outside of my comfort zone. And afterwards, my very first reaction was, I don't want to do this anymore. I and guess then, so. But then I, I got back and I said, okay, what can you learn from this? What is it about this experience that makes you say you don't want to do it anymore? Mm -hmm. How can this be better? So I always try to turn those not so pleasant experiences into a learning opportunity. Of course, of, that you makes know, sense. How, right. How can, how can this be better? And so then I got on the phone with the organizers yesterday um, and I was like, okay, so I have questions and this is how I think we can make it better. So when can I do it again? Nice. Yeah. And of course, asking asking them to even listen to your tips on how you could make it better, that will make your life easier in the future. Yes, definitely. Nice. Definitely. And I think it's a very nice learning point for everyone listening to us right now because it will happen. Mm -hmm. to speak in public. Sometimes it will go smoothly and some other times, well, we'll have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And for when you have some great experiences, do you have a particularly good or what's your greatest memory that you can share with us? Um, I have had, um, I've had several ones. I think the, the greatest one that resonates with me is when I was 
I was called in to do a, um, a training presentation for, um, well, actually there are two. There was one where I was, I was called in to do a, um, a presentation about the art, science, and psychology of communication. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> um, style and substance. That's, that was the title of my talk. And I was doing it at a conference of um, IT professionals, you know, designers, creatives, you know, okay. people that are, they work by themselves or in their little silos and they're not the type where they come in and they want to hear this, you know, they, they don't sit there and listen to, to talks. They go well, on and watch yeah. videos. And, I you know. totally get it. <laughs> so, so I got into, and, and my session originally was supposed to be a small group session of about maybe 20 to 30 people that I could mm. facilitate. And when I got there that morning, um, the organizers told me, yeah, you're going to be in this ballroom and da, 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 da. And I'm just Ooh, like, wait, ball, ball, ballroom, wait, that's not a 20. Okay. So you got this big space for us. And they're like, no, no, no. We're going to have you go in there because we had so many more people sign up for your session because of the title. And I uh-huh. said, oh, okay. So how, how many more do you have? And they <laughs> said, well, the whole conference and, and, and wow. Right. And I was like, um, okay, so that's like a couple thousand people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a totally <laughs> different mindset. Yes. Um, because <laughs> what I had planned to do based on a 20 to 30 person intimate type of thing is vastly different from what I was going to have to do with a huge audit, you know, a huge setting. Oh, and, yeah. um, and on top of that, I ended up going behind the keynote speaker for that morning who just happened to be someone that worked in the white house and you know, he had like these long accolades and, and you could, and you're standing outside the door and you can hear the applause and the, and all of this stuff. (laughs) But I'm just like, seriously, (laughs) I need to follow up that person. Right. Right. (laughs) So, um, so I, you know, I sucked it up and, and went in and, and I had to, I, I decided that I wasn't going to change my presentation. I wasn't going to change what I was going to ask them to do. Instead of them doing it in pairs, they were now going to do it with the people at their table. And I got rave reviews because they're like, oh my gosh, this is the first like, you know, major talk that we've had where we're actually talking to people at our tables and we're interacting and, That's you know, and we're sharing marvelous. our stories. So it was great because, and what I took away from that was don't change who you are yes. and what you're planning just because the circumstances change. Because I could have gone into, oh, this has to be a keynote and therefore I'm not going to have them engage. I'm not going to have them talk mm-hmm. to each other. And, and that, was, that wasn't the point of the presentation. The presentation was all about the art, science, and psychology of communication. It's style and substance. So they had to interact. They had to try it out. And and, and totally nailed it because you stayed on your official plan. You had planned for it. You probably had practiced a lot for it anyway. So it was the safest route and it paid off big times. Congrats. That's great. I love your memory. (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sure it's going to inspire some more women to think about it that if you stay yourself you Mm -hmm. will succeed yes and talking about staying yourselves do you have one wardrobe tip that you would like to share with women taking the stage 
I would say um, the biggest tip is to, and, and you just alluded to it, just remain true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't get up there and try to be Oprah or Ellen or Marie Folio or, you know, Cheryl Stein. Don't try to be anybody else, you know, true. be you. And there are so many women that I come across who are like, oh, I want to be like Lisa Nichols or I want to be like this person. And, and I've actually had a couple of people that have come up to me and say, okay, teach me how to be just like you. And I said, you, you can't be just like me. You have to be like you. And that's it. And being like us also means just making sure we're dressing up the way Mm -hmm. we feel comfortable because I'm quite sure that yourself, you're probably making sure you're not dressing up as somebody else. So you don't feel comfortable. Right. And, and the great thing is that you never know what opportunities are going to come out as a result. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always tell people, you know, most people don't think, well, you know, I don't need to practice being me. Well, you kind of do if you're not used to doing, you know, interviews or being on television or being in front of a group of, you know, 500 people, you know, you need to be, become centered as I call it. And so, you know, staying true to yourself and being yourself as one, but also finding those ways of kind of recentering and getting back to who you are when you find yourself getting pulled out because, you know, going up after this keynote, dude, you know, I, I could have gotten really pulled out of myself and start. Oh, paying. I can believe you. I go like, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm, I changed my mind. I, laryngitis. <laughs> I, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> and that is such an important tip. Yeah. And I'm usually wrapping up asking what would be your one tip to empower women to take the stage confidently. You already shared one, but would you mind sharing another one. I'm sure that you must have something else you would like yeah. to share. The other thing that I do, I always have a, um, as I call it, a pre-speak, a pre-talk routine. Oh, I like that. And the pre-talk routine is my way of getting my, you know, how they, they, they show the sports teams and they're getting, you know, getting in the zone, so to yes. speak. You know, I have certain music that I listen to and I have three things that I always tell myself before I go on. And so that's my routine. So I listen to um, this music that I have that like pumps me up and makes me feel invincible. And then I tell myself, you are awesome at what you do. You belong on this stage and you're going to own it. I love that. And, and that's my routine. And before I go out, you know, I close my eyes. I do that. I say my prayer. I open my door and I'm like, hey, I'm out. Let's go. Let's do this. And ready to rock and roll. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is marvelous because I'm sure people can learn a lot about your experience and everything you just shared with us. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the WIPS podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And I hope we'll get to meet again and we'll keep following you. We'll ask people to look at your information. So thank you very much, Keisha Rivers. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking.